I'm a no good failure. Okay. As you are aware, I was ill this weekend, mm-hmm. which is why today is a DBS episode. I don't know if my voice sounds funky, but I feel shitty a little bit still. But uh, I'm all stuffed up and excuses it so far, but okay. Boggery. But anyway, I had a deadline to hit one of my submissions mm-hmm. yesterday, which was Sunday the 7th. And uh, Saturday, the day I was really planning on finishing the story. Was the worst. I, tr- I, I gave it my best effort. I honestly did try. I sat for hours throughout the day, and here's a paragraph, and then it's, uh, and then here's a paragraph, and I just couldn't fucking cobble it together, and I was like, all right, well, hopefully I feel better Sunday, but Sundays are my busy day. Mm-hmm. We go to the gym in the morning, and then I shop and do all my fucking household shit, so and in the evening, I did some more writing, but my brain just wasn't there, and I, I managed to get, again, some more, a couple more chunks, but just I couldn't finish it, mm. missed the deadline, hate myself, but... Yeah. I'm still working on the story. I'll just have to submit it somewhere else. I'm mean, gonna say, how close are you to finishing it? That you know, that at least you can have maybe you know, like you was like you. Well, were the dead, the uh, word limit was seven thousand, and I'm at like uh, a little over five thousand, I think. But now though, you can go a little bit more if you want to, because well, maybe I still want to keep it around seven thousand because most of the anthologies and different magazines I've been looking at, that's their limit. Hmm. So I'm just gonna try to keep it around there. But I feel so sad because I really wanted that one because it was a cool one. But the story got away from me a little bit, too. Like, I kind of lost the, the track. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure where it's going. Though I did come up with a cool name for the bad guy. Okay. So the bad guy, I haven't decided if he's like a demon or uh, like the tall man from Fat Phantasm, uh, which is that guy I think is like a mortician or a... Mm-hmm. You know, works at a funeral home, but he's like a scary, creepy old guy. Right. So it's kind of in vain of that. This guy is supposedly a caretaker of a cemetery, uh, but he's real grotesque. He almost looks like a dead body is how I describe him. His suit he's wearing, I, I think I said something along the lines of like crematory ashes. That's the mm-hmm. color. I was like that. But let me know if you like this name, because I was trying to figure out like a it's kind of a sinister name, but biblical since it deals with like uh because for the anthology, it was supposed to deal with death. Yes. So there's a lot of like cemetery imagery and not necessarily religious imagery, but I figured a good biblical name would work. So I took two Bible names and put them together, but I had to pick ones that sound more evil. Okay. Abagor Cain. Ooh. Good one. Yeah. I like it. Because Abagor is one I never really heard before. Then obviously Cain from mm. Abel and Cain, you know, Cain, yeah. Abel. So I was like, that's a good one. Abagor Cain. And he's an old grizzled fuck. I should have probably Google that to see if that was like used already because I feel like a lot of cool names are used already. That yeah, that <laughs> if you don't uh, if you don't use it for that, I would definitely keep that in your back pocket for something else. I'm gonna finish this story because I I am liking it. I just need to figure out where it's going, but hopefully I can finish that this week. Uh, like I said, I still feel kind of shitty, and I, like other than my voice, like it's all in my lungs now mainly right. and my sinuses, and then it's the fatigue. We're going into 2024, balls to the wall. I'm not skipping gym day. Yeah. So I was sick, but what did I do on Sunday? I did leg day. You did do leg day. I went in there, and it was bad. And then today we did fucking quadruple gauntlet (laughs) for arms or chest and back. It was gauntlet day. So I didn't feel particularly great. Like, I felt good when I started. Same with my leg work. I had some energy, and then I hit a wall. Today wasn't as bad, but after... Because I still had work to do and stuff. I went on lunch. That, that today was the weird, real test because you went back to work. It was bad. I was fucking. But I, I was like falling asleep on my drive. I just felt like crap. And I came home and I tried not to fall asleep. But I fell asleep for like an <laughs> hour. And I was like, God damn it. Because I want to do some more writing before you yeah. came over. But I just I couldn't manage it. 
But I'm hoping by tomorrow I'll be back enough that I can get more into my routine. Yeah, get back in the groove of things. But to be fair, even though I was sick and tired and everything else, did not skip the gym and did not skip writing or reading even. Well, I did skip on Friday and Saturday, but those are my di- well, writing anyway. Right. Or, not writing, not reading. But those are the days where sometimes I let my reading slack a little because I'm you know, just stay up late and do stupid stuff right. or drink or in this case, just be sick and watch uh, shitty movies. But I want to finish this story this week. And then I told you off air, I'm going to take a break from the Divine Comedy. Yeah. I ordered a copy of The King in Yellow, which I think is Robert W. Chambers. That's one of those like Lovecraftian creatures. Like That was a character that gets developed by Lovecraft. And then after Lovecraft, it becomes like a you know one of the mythos things. Uh, so I'm really interested because I watched some videos on that in the past and I just really want to read that. But it's like it's a short story collection. Yeah. So I could just read a story and maybe still like read a canto mm-hmm. and, you know, keep up. But I'm just like, God, no. I need I just need something entertaining. Right. Not that I'm not liking the divine comedy, but it's just again, can you mm-hmm. just read like it's like walk, watching documentaries all the time. And then you're like, maybe I'd like to watch some anime. Well, yeah. <laughs> just to break it up. You know, it's like I like the learning, mm-hmm. but I need something that's not so academic. But you're almost done with that, aren't you? You only got the Paradiso. Yes, well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I haven't even started the introduction, so whenever you were like, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna take a break. You're jumping for joy? Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, and then so I immediately, uh, I even started, like, the first couple pages of the Kurt Vonnegut's Piano Player. Ooh, okay. Uh, but I remember the first couple pages, and then that's when you text me, uh, that you go going to the gym a little bit earlier than, than what you thought. So then when we were talking talking about the book, you know, at the gym and you were saying that, you know, it wasn't that big of a book and stuff. I was like, well, when I went back home, I was looking at because I got like a lot of like graphic novels and stuff for Christmas and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm thinking I might just try to like take out a chunk of these. You know what I mean? While you, uh, you know, for the break and right. until we get back to the divine comedy. Well, we'll see how it all goes. I don't know. I uh well, very like with like with kind of like what you're saying with the comics you can like I can read like a trade and then go and read a couple cantos for a couple days you know what I mean kind of weave it in there back and back and forth yeah it's not so bad when you do it that way like that's why the short stories aren't you know they're not too bad but well my, my levels keep dropping fuck 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 I hate this mixer I hate the mixer I'm gonna say it yeah I hate the mixer. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Just if I can slog through five months of reading the last couple chapters or books of the Divine Comedy. But uh, the last few days, I've been able to get a few hundred words each day. Uh, So I'm getting kind of close. I'm getting kind of close to the first uh, thousand. Like I'm at like I think around like six or seven hundred words for that. The uh, that 10,000 word uh, submission. Oh, yeah. So I'm. I'm just hoping that, like, cause I'm, you know, it's like that that beginning kind of opening, you know. Yeah. And then I hope that when I kind of get into the get into the sauce, that maybe it will, you know, come a little bit quicker. All right. Well, we'll talk more about quick comings. Yeah. When we start the episode proper. On OnlyFans. On your OnlyFans. That's right. Stick around, folks. We have a mediocre episode for you today.
Hello, you are listening to the Wrestling Weebs podcast where wrestling that, meets manga. That, no, no. No, that's not that, it. Not, that's not so it. we're doing. That's not, that's not this episode. Uh, welcome to Arcade Bookshop. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that's the other one. That's no. the other one you do. Where we talk about video games <laughs> and their literary counterparts. Uh, no. No, no. It's not what we're doing either. No, haven't touched a joystick in a while. Okay, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, but two guys, one podcast? Uh, no. Maybe. I mean, it could be, but that's not what it is. Ooh. The greatest cake. The greatest. We, we're talking about bacon. Ooh, what? Ooh, what things are made? What are cake and what are not cake? Mm, yes, yes, but no, no. This laptop is it cake? No, we're not doing that either. No. Oh shit! You say it's a microphone cake. <sighs> Business Insider Weekly. No, we're talking finances. Bitcoin. Should you buy now? Never. Never. Oh shit. NFTs, you want them, we got them. Nope. <laughs> we do not have NFTs, <laughs> and you should not buy them. Especially off of us. <laughs> oh, man. You've heard of OnlyFans. Well, now we have Only Radiators. <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, we are the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. I, I think that's that the one we're doing the one, today. Yeah. Yeah. The, the longest-running Drunken Penwriting-named podcast. Yes. Of all time? I think we got the record now. At least the last half decade. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you we had a special guest that was supposed to come on today because I was sick? I told him not to. Some no. guy named Paul Rudd. No, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Why he, I guess he's a big time listener, but you uh, know what? Fuck you, Paul Rudd. He ain't coming. He ain't coming yeah. on. Nah. Don't want you. Not big enough. He's a little guy. Nah, he's a little guy. He's a little ant man. Oh, I know who he is. I uh, I am your host, Caleb James. I didn't even think of a name for you as I was thinking Think of fake it. podcast <laughs> names. Uh, what's a s- name? A city you would never want to go to oh. in the whole world. I'm I sure mean? it's in Texas. Probably. <laughs> I was going to say like Dallas. Like. <laughs> okay. Oh, Spencer, the Dallas Dingleberry <laughs> Dinger Church. Oh. You're hitting dingers, Dingles. but they're dingleberries. Dingles. It's not very clever. No. Uh, you could have been the the disaster, the diarrhea disaster would have been good. The Dallas diarrhea disaster. I don't know if that's a verb. <laughs> you can make it a verb. Yeah, you can make anything a verb. Uh, what were we talking about in the cold open that was supposed to carry over to the episode proper? I don't know, but I have a better topic. Okay. Well, I have two better topics. Uh, but the first one before, because I'm gonna forget the other one anyway. Okay. But the first one, I, I've been wanting to bring this up to you, and I keep forgetting. Okay. So, we always like to do tier lists when we're just talking about random shit. Yeah. You know, wrestling theme song tier yeah. lists. Uh, what, what, I want to know where you would rate Seinfeld and It's Always Sunny Ooh. on a tier list. You know what? Not tier yeah. list. Tournament list. Tournament list? Okay. Oh, yeah. So, like, you versus yeah. and whoever gets March to March Madness. Final. Well, I think you definitely have to have them at different ends of the bracket. Well, let's say for whatever reason they're they're in the finals then. Okay. For whatever sitcom, which one do you give the nod to? Because I was watching some, I, I, I was bored uh, when I was sick over the weekend, so I just went through and found a couple of my favorite Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, and when I was just going through the list, I was like, God damn, do they ever fucking miss? Yeah, they, they have, did Seinfeld ever miss? And then I was thinking, well, did, did Sonny ever really miss? Yeah. I mean, both of them had a few. I don't even know if they're duds, but yeah. episodes you don't necessarily want to watch again, or at least not watch that many times. But straight up duds? I don't mm. think so. I mean, I think I would have to go with Sunny just for the fact that, like, I think just because of, like, 
our our age and where like you yeah. know we've grown up with that one, and I like I appreciate Seinfeld. I I enjoy it, you know, for the most part. Though I do feel like sometimes like you know because it's like on Comedy Central a lot now. Sometimes I'm like, okay, that's yeah, that's enough with like what's the deal with like that 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 that's that's enough of that for a while. Like I have to like take some time off, but like I think I could watch. A little bit of episodes of Always Sunny, like every day, and It'd not be fine. yeah, because like I fucking see clips almost every day on my phone, you know, on reels and shit. And it's it's just as funny as the first time I've seen it. Yeah, and it's still going. It's going on longer. Like now, granted, I don't think you could have a Always Sunny without a Seinfeld. No, you know what I mean. Not. Like I don't, I don't, you know. Well, that was one of the best. Uh, when I first started watching Always Sunny. One of the my favorite things, like of like a critic said about it, it was like Seinfeld on crack or something like you know yeah. like something like that. And I was like that, yeah, that's like the best description of that of that show. Like basically, just turned up. Well, let, let's tone it down a notch then. So it's always sunny, clear winner. Yeah, Seinfeld, The Office, hmm. The American Office. Yeah, The American Office. Hmm. I watched The American Office. At a weird set of intervals on Comedy Central, yeah, like, and then eventually just watched the seasons, and I was like, okay, and yeah, I've still never watched like from episode one to to the last yeah. episode. It's always like in runs, but like I've I've watched enough. I think I've seen them pretty much seen them other than like the ones that they don't let on TV. You know, yeah. it's one of those shows where it's like it wasn't always a hit, like mm-hmm. Seinfeld. But the highs, I think, were maybe higher sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like some of the some of the big moments on there hit higher than Seinfeld's big mm, moments. Yeah. Like they're just funnier, or they're just more memorable. Maybe it's just because they're more recent too. But I, I would still give it to Seinfeld. But I did, I I do enjoy The Office. And then again, I think like because like I wasn't there for like whenever like The Office was first hit. Like because again, I think because like we were in like high school, so it was just like, what's that? I don't get this. Why are they looking at the camera? That's fucking stupid. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. But then once you watch a couple of episodes, and now being o- older, a and, working man, yeah, and, and been working for you know working, so it's just like I, I, you know, you get it a little bit more. Well, I don't want to get stuck on. That's why I'm not trying to dive in and like mm. do this show and this show. Yeah. So we'll just do the cartoon wars real quick, and we'll oh, be all okay. On all right. Uh, so Family Guy, South Park. And The Simpsons. Uh, I would probably have to go South Park, Family Guy, Simpsons. The first, what, like six seasons of The Simpsons? It's very good. Hit something very special. Yeah. But then, put it this way. I haven't watched The Simpsons in I don't know how many years. And every once in a while, maybe an episode's on and I'll catch it. And I don't really laugh that much. Maybe a chuckle. Yeah. But it's not one of those things where like, a random family episode, mm. Family Guy episode comes on. I, I'll just be, like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just watching it. I don't know what season. I don't <laughs> care. I don't know if it's one I've seen a million times or a new one. Same with South Park. Generally, and they have South Park's had a few, not necessarily duds, but they have had some preachy episodes where I'm just like, I don't want to see that again. Yeah. But most like their outrageousness. I mean, Randy was Lord for God's sake. Like they've <laughs> just done things that was so great, so hilarious well, that I don't think you could top. Well, and that the fact that like they go after. Everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter who or what. They, you know, they will make fun of you. They will make fun of themselves, you know. But, yeah. And, again, I think it's that same thing with, like, 
Simpsons kind of gets a raw deal because without the Simpsons, there wouldn't have been the other a, a Family Guy or a South Park or any of that. Now, I didn't include this one because I don't think you watch it, uh, but I would actually put it above the Simpsons as well. It's Futurama. Yeah. Because I think it's had way better storytelling. It's, uh, it's, I think it's definitely better written. Yeah. And like, like, yeah, like you said that like the stories and stuff. Cause like, that's a weird one. Like that and like King of the Hill. And there's a couple other ones where it's like, I like them, but like, I have to be in like a mood Ooh. to watch them. Like, I just can't throw on like a random King of the Hill episode to, you know, and watch it. King of the Hill is a weird one. Cause I wasn't a fan of it when I was growing up. But over the last few years, I catch all these clips of it, and the clips just for some reason hit me. Maybe because I'm an older man now. (laughs) That's what it is. They hit me so different, and then it's like, I like King of the Hill now? (laughs) Why? But it's just because now you relate to Hank Hill. Yeah, yeah, it makes more sense. You're like, propane. (laughs) When you're a kid, you're supposed to relate to Bobby, I guess. I was like, I don't like Bobby. Here's some other quick mentions that are all, you know, just have a special place in my heart. So Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I was a fan, but I wasn't like a big Beavis Mm -hmm. and Butthead guy. My brother, I think, liked it a little more than me. Uh, mainly because I always got irritated with the videos. Yeah, the movie was fun. I love the movie. but they, It was the video breaks that always killed me on the show because I'd be like, oh, fun. Because I was more into the adventure they were going on, or misadventure, rather. You guys need to do... I'm sure there's some fucking written Beavis and Bedhead thing, you know. There's video games. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got you play the first, that fucking on, Son, uh, on Sega. Yeah. That fucking one, like, could you, like... That could was never, really hard. You can never get past, like, the second level teamed up with some written beefs and but I'm sure there has to be like a comic or something you you can pair it with. And for those who think Spencer's rambling, he's talking about arcade bookshop yeah. podcast where we play video games and then try to find a book or story that goes with the video games. Uh I would do some Beavis and Butthead and I'm sure we can find some outrageous teen humor comedy. Yeah. Something or other. I that Beavis and Butthead game is so fucking hard. That's Any what, of those that, games. That's why I want you guys to play it. <laughs> <laughs> terrible i think it'd be if we could ever work it like a live rage quit session mm-hmm. where we just play one of these really fucking hard <laughs> games and you're just freaking out i think that's what people would want to see the most all right so what was some of your other uh, oh, just the typical you know your rens and stimpies your rens and stimpy ren and stimpy dog you know oh, the whole nickelodeon lineup you know uh what do you feel about like that you know the like the mid 2000 uh uh cartoons like uh C- cartoon network like uh you know, like the Ed, Ed and Eddies and the... Uh... That's when I started to Peter... Well, I was also coming of age at the time, yeah. so I didn't watch really those. Because so I watched Ed, 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 Ed and Eddie, at least in the beginning, so I like that. SpongeBob actually grew on me when I was older because of the stupidity, because it reminded <laughs> me of Ren and Stimpy. But yeah. when I was a kid, I my sister watched it. She was younger than me, and I did. I just didn't really care that much. But when I got older, I appreciated the well, raw the, stupidity. Well, and then also you catch some of the like the not kids jokes that yeah. are in that you you didn't know back you know back then. Yeah, I liked uh, Dexter's Lab. That was my show. Mm-hmm. I thought um, Powerpuff Girls wasn't my show, but I do like how they beat the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. They on site that Mojo Jojo <laughs> yeah, guy. They just, just fucking, his fucking ass. They literally beat him to the white meat of his brain like all the time. For no, they just come up and just pow, and they didn't even have. They were just all fist. They didn't <laughs> yeah. have fingers. No, they were just no big knuckle man. Fuck. I was, but that was around the time where I started getting into more of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, C Lab twenty was it twenty 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 whatever that was Samurai Space Jack. G- Space Ghost. I actually never got into Samurai Jack, and it should be something I did. I just I think I always missed it. Maybe I was I don't know what I was doing at that time when it was on, but I always missed Samurai Jack. I watched some of the episodes. Uh, the Boondocks. I love the Boondocks. 
There's another. Oh, this I didn't watch when it was on there, which I kind of am mad at, but I watched as an adult just, I think this past year, actually, uh, Samurai Champloo, because it's only two seasons. Or okay. One or two seasons. I think maybe whatever it is, one or two seasons I watched it, and it's just like hip-hop and ancient samurai times. And I've heard of it, but it's I didn't great show. Uh, Cowboy Bebop is one I never was able to get into, and then we talked about this before. As an adult, like over the last couple of years, I tried watching it and then I kind of petered off. Mm. And then I finally went back and watched all of it. And I was like, oh, wait, no, this is awesome. Yeah. But I don't know why. Like it took a minute to click, uh, which is weird when because there are some shows like that or movies where it's like I tried a couple of times, mm. but then you just have to be like King of the Hill. Maybe you're just not in the right point in your life right. to enjoy it. So anyway, Spencer, uh, I'm to talk about like writing or books, something mm. related to, you know, to. We could hear um, literature, fine literature. Fine mm. literature. Uh, if you were to read a wrestler's memoir, which one would you start with? I think I'd go Mick Foley's. Yeah. Apparently I've, that's really good. I've thought about that because he has a couple books and just like even like YA books and stuff. Just, you know, just to see what. Yeah. Because I hear that he's like a pretty good writer, you know. Yeah. That would be interesting. I would, if you could somehow have a complete truthful like rick flair mm. with none like you know no bias no like actual got to you know it's just like why is there so many fucking woos in this? <laughs> okay here you know what here's the topic maybe this will be the ending topic like i said i don't want to go too long uh the last episode we did was only 40 minutes and i love that it was mm. shorter i was like ah, i breezed right through it celebrity novels you'd want to read so mm. novels written by let's say you know famous actors actresses things like that so we've already discussed david Duchovny. yeah I think on the top of my billing is uh, Anthony Bourdain because I still have that bone in the throat, his first novel. Right, yeah, yeah, we both have that. Yeah, so I want to read that this year. And I do want to read some David Duchovny. I just can't figure out where to start because I heard some of it's dog shit, some yeah. good, so I don't know. Yeah, you, uh, I forget the which I forget the one that you got me. It was a, it's like a baseball one. I think it was the one that's not dog shit. Yeah. There's something with the cow that wasn't that good, I think. Um, so we're talking about like celebrities that... that Stuff that they wrote or it's about the celebrities. No, that they wrote. That they wrote, okay. Like people that, you know, even if they're writers, they're, they're not considered writer foremost. Like right. it's not their profession. James Franco has some novels and stuff out there I thought about looking at, but every time I read reviews, they're just pretentious awfulness. Yeah. But it's different because he is really into like the William Faulkner's and the Fitzgerald. Like he's really into classic literature. So I was like, can he be that bad of a writer? I don't know. Uh, because a lot of the times people like who judge stuff like that, if it, if they're coming out, Oh, I like James Franco, you know, pineapple express. Mm. And then they go into his novel and it's more literary fiction. They probably would just judge it off that and think, Oh, this is shit. Right. Yeah. So, That's just something that I'm not already a fan yeah, of. Yeah. Or he actually does suck at literary fiction and then it is shit. Mm. So, you know, you got to roll that dice if you want to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't come off as a guy I think would be a great novelist, mm. but I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other like celebrities that are that are writers. There's a oh, who is it? Um, I saw it when I was at Barnes and Noble. It, you might have pointed it out actually. It was some celebrities' poetry collection. Oh, a lady, I believe. Wasn't it like was it a card? No, not a Kardashian, but it was like that kind of. Um, who the fuck was it? Oh, uh, it's going to drive me nuts now. It was somebody that was... Uh, uh, Megan Fox. Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Yeah. Would you read Megan Fox's poetry? No, probably not. It can't be good. I just can't imagine it. But maybe it's great. 
it's probably like that rupee car shit. I felt sick. And then when I sat on the toilet, it was my period. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Yuck. Red, red, red. Probably should just look up. Maybe. I don't know if I want to look up a list because then it's going to come up just all. There's going to be a whole bunch of people like we don't know, like producers or like yeah. third leads. Celebrities who have written. Hasn't uh, Colin Quinn written some books? Now, I assume that they would probably be more like history based, you know, because he's like a pretty smart guy. Maybe. So that's the thing. I never know. What'd you say? History based? Yeah, because, yeah, you know, like he's always, you know. Um, you get more of that, I think, like than the fiction. But I think I, I got a fiction list. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think he would maybe like if you would have trouble with that, like he mm. might be able to do it in a way that would make it like, you know, and, inter- you know, more entertaining for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, throw some yuck yucks in yeah. there. Some jokes. Uh, number one. I don't know why this is numbered. Millie Bobby Brown has a book out. Oh, yeah. The British 19-year-old set the internet alight. She set it alight. She fucking I like. Lit, she lit it on fire. Oh, wow. The cables under the ocean. Fucking little. <laughs> uh, she set the internet alight last week with her debut novel, 19 Steps. The book is inspired by a grandmother experiencing a crush on the London underground during the Second World War, described as a sweeping and evocative tale of star-crossed love and tangled secrets in wartime. Ooh. Ooh, that's tantalizing. So she's writing about her grandmother getting down? Getting her grandmother getting respectively boned. <laughs> she was getting her britches pulled down and in the trenches. I don't I don't know if it's in, in her trousers. The British love World War II. I don't know. <laughs> the no, that's all they ever talk about. I mean, I know it was a big thing in their history, but goddamn. We were there. We didn't even fucking talk about it that much. I mean, our country wasn't blown up at all, but <laughs> we were the ones doing the blowing up. <laughs> the novel has nevertheless received criticism online for being ghostwritten. Uh, so it's ghost, but yeah, she's open about it. Like she even has a picture with the ghostwriter. Oh, okay. So that's one of those. Uh, hold on, I want to talk about that. Talk. Let me finish this though. The book's author, Kathleen McGurl, Cur- yeah, McGurl, has leapt to the Stranger Things star's defense in the Guardian, pointing out that it doesn't diminish diminish her involvement. Okay, so that does bring up an interesting topic. Because I often thought about where does that put you as an author if you're open about it? Mm-hmm. Not like a James Patterson where you have somebody write your ideas, but like you're open about it. It's like, hey, I'm the idea man, or maybe I'm not like a necessarily a solid writer or at least this genre writer. So I hired, you know, someone to write or I'm working with a writer. And what we're doing is we're taking my ideas and they're crafting a story or even I had the whole story. It's just I need them to do it in a way like, that doesn't sound dumb. Like, you know, maybe I don't have the time to yeah. really write this whole thing out. So I so I mean, it's about her grandmother and she can have the whole story ideas, like the outline, everything. She have it all laid out yeah. how she wants it to unroll. And she just needs someone to be able to put it together in a way that's yeah. you know more presentable. I mean, I don't spe- think there's anything wrong with that, especially for a first one. Yeah. I you mean, know, as long as you're open about it. That's well. That's like a you know the um that actually reminded me. I thought of a celebrity, the Murray from the Impractical Jokers. Right. He's a writer, and he has like um, it's not a ghostwriter, but he uh, he like co-writes. You know, it has them both yeah. you know on there, and it's like I think it's supposed to be like a like a like a series of like thrillers, mm-hmm. and I've and like I've seen them at Bonnemouth, and I've almost picked them up a couple of times just because like it'd be interesting just to see like what his writing style is like because i think he went to school for like writing or something like that so well it's not always the fact that the person who's writing it might it's not that they can't write 
always. Sometimes it's just uh, the time thing, like you yeah. said. R.L. Stein got in a big controversy because it came out that a lot of the Goosebump books that came out when he was on that crazy run of just like every week a new Goosebumps mm. book. Apparently, he had like a team of ghostwriters oh, that yeah. he would give them an outline and they would actually write the stories. I'm sure because, yeah, especially during that time when there was the fucking show going on yeah. and shit like that. I'm just, well, that's like the fucking the Ninja Total guys. They had to fucking stop doing their comic book. They had other people do it because they were fucking working on the cartoon show and yeah. fucking toys and shit. Like, so it, when it becomes like a big business like that, I, even James Patterson, I understand. It's like, I mean, th- you're capable as a writer. You can write, but, you know, once you get to a certain point, it's, it's fine you have other people write it for you. As long as it's still your story. Number two, Pamela Anderson. Mm. Better known for posing between the pages of Playboy. By 2004, Anderson decided to get... I always thought it was better known by Baywatch. <laughs> I mean, when I think of Vic Family Anderson, I think Baywatch first before Playboy. Home Improvement. Can we go on a sidebar? <laughs> and I know I'm not in the majority here because I'm always an ass guy first. Yeah. I was always... I was asked before it was popular. You, you were, yeah, you were always a... I was always butt man. So I never was into the blondes with the big tits and the yeah. flat backs. Oh, so yeah. Pamela Anderson never did it for me. I never thought she was attractive. I didn't want to see her get that giant fucking Tommy Lee wiener in her. Mm. Like I just didn't care. I saw it, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. want, like I didn't care. <laughs> but like so, I know like during the '90s, guys were like, "Oh, fuck, she's so hot." But I not, didn't do it for me. Well, that's the very beginning of the weird like I look like a big plastic doll kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't like that either. But like '80s hot, where it's like all these '80s chicks with these big knockers and they're real skinny. I mean, I don't like fun bags as much as the next guy, but this, that never did it for me. I like a little, I like some thighs, you know, some legs, a little meat. Not a lot, you know, no, not over much. Like now we're hitting like the body positive movement. We're like, God damn. Cut back a little bit. Yeah, it's like, mm, thick doesn't mean the same thing it used to. Now it's like, oh, I'm thick. No, you're a fucking linebacker for the Packers. Yeah. Like, you're a little you're large. Your neck's thick. <laughs> I mean, you got fat on your earlobes. I didn't know that was possible. Eh, we lost some fans on that one, probably. But uh, So Pamela Anderson decided to get into a different type of publishing, writing two novels back-to-back. Star, a novel, and Starstruck a year later. Uh, both follow the exploits of 20-something Starwood Lee. Her name is Starwood Lee? Mm. Okay. A thinly-veiled version of Anderson as she navigates fame. So almost an autobiographical kind of thing. Uh, Goodreads reviews on can't be good. <laughs> Call star playful body and a breathless romp through Tinseltown and tabloids. But I mean, if she's not taking it seriously and she's yeah. writing it just as like the, it could be in her, you know. Again, I don't know. See, almost anyone I see on this, I just want to be like, this is a ghostwriter, right? <laughs> like, I just for some reason don't think. But I mean, people can write. A lot of people. That's the thing about a lot of celebrities. They're actually really talented in other aspects that you never know about, and usually they're very good. And uh, like writing or painting or all these things, but nobody gives a shit because they were fucking, you know, starred in some movie and became popular off of that. Because yeah, they have the time yeah. to, do, to, you know, to put into the work. Yeah, like Jim Carrey, like he's a great painter. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. They're just like, nah, he's funny, man. Uh, number three, Tom Hanks. That'd be interesting to read yeah. a Tom Hanks novel. I don't like this fucking Elvis star, Tom Hanks. Begin- <laughs> I know they're trying to be modern, but he's Forrest Gump. Yeah, right. Uh, so Tom Hanks began writing the first novel, his first novel, in 2018 after feeling a, feeling ground down by a laborious shoot shooting schedule. I don't like the way this is written. So he wrote a book called "The Making of Another Major Motion Pister, Picture Masterpiece," a novel. Oh wow, yeah. that's a mouthful. That's too much. 
The book centers around the production of a superhero film inspired by a 1970s comic book and follows characters on both sides of the camera. The book is heavily inspired by his own experience, and Hanks told the BBC, I wrote wherever I was. I wrote on planes. I wrote at home. I wrote on vacation. And he just kept talking about where he writes. Uh, so it's about a superhero movie in the 70s and the crew, almost like a once in upon a time in Hollywood kind of deal. That could be interesting. Number four, Hillary Duff. You get duffed. Have you seen Hillary Duff recently? She got a boom. Yeah. She got a uh, thick. I wonder what exercise she's were doing. I don't know. She only got thick in the right places, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When she was one of those ones that became a mom, but like usually momhood wrecks the bodies yeah. of these women. But sometimes it does the opposite and just gives them like some high need. knockers. It, give, it gives them what they need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was always a fan of the Hillary Duff. Yeah. Pretty lady. Very bodacious. <laughs> uh, first rising to fame in Disney's Losing Me. Okay, just get to the book. She wrote a trilogy. Oh. 23-year-old actor and singer Hillary Duff decided to write. I skipped some stuff. So when she was 23, she... Uh, Decided to write for the same audience from Liz McGuire she was most familiar with, Teenagers. The resulting Elixir trilogy comprises three fantasy romance novels that follow photojournalist Clea Raymond as she attempts to understand her father's disappearance in Brazil and the bond she forms with a mysterious stranger named Sage. So that's interesting because I did not know. Like She just kind of dropped off and thought she just became a mom and gave up on Hollywood. No, yeah. she just became a writer. Uh, she also has uh, children's books, uh, My Brave huh. Little Girl, and uh, Good Morning America. Oh, so, so yeah, My Brave Little Girl's children book. That's cool. That makes sense with the, having the kids, you know. Here's a surprise one. Naomi Campbell. Mm. Naomi Campbell surprised the world when she announced she'd written a murder mystery. Ooh, murder. Centered around a supermodel known as Swan, real name Lavinia Charlotte Christian Lake. Uh, the gossipy behind-the-scenes look at the world of fashion could have been conjured up by Campbell or uh, something or other. Uh, okay, well, who gives a fuck? All right, because I'm a fucking misogynistic asshole, here's one I'm interested in. <laughs> Ethan Hawke wrote a book. <laughs> if it's not a straight white man, I don't want to yeah, read that did. book. It's stupid. I don't want to read no woman's. <laughs> what is that one video of that fucking guy? I don't listen to no woman. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> <laughs> you ever show? You ever see that? He's on Tosh. I'll, I'll bring that up when we get off air. I'm like, look, just look at that. I think all you got to type on YouTube is I'll listen to no woman. <laughs> He's just like some fucking raging asshole, but it was like, why are you so funny? Like unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. That's when it's good is like when they're unintentionally funny. Ethan Hawke. He has, I guess he has a few books, but his most recent book, A Bright Day of Darkness, is a witty, wise, and heartfelt novel. Mm. His second novel, Ash Wednesday, drew flattering comparisons to J.D. Salinger by literary critic Helen Falconer. Ethan Hawke always came across as a guy to me that just accidentally became an actor, but mm. probably look, he looks like he should have just been a writer, you know? Yeah. So I could see him being a writer. So I would actually be interested in just reading some of his work because I like Ethan Hawke. He's one of those, like a David Duchovny. When you watch interviews of him, you're like, oh, no, this guy's like really smart and, you know, he has some good insight into things. I think he could be good at, uh, unlike the James Francos, yeah. who might just be kind of a pompous ass. And, and just doesn't seem like, like a Hollywood, like, you know, kind of like douchebag guy. Kind of seems yeah. like a. Like a normal dude. Like I can see Matt Damon like writing books too. Yeah, he's like a real like, Harvard. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he fucking wrote for, uh, the, the screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. So he can write. Uh, Britney Spears. Oh yeah, she has a couple. She wrote a book with her mom, Leanne or Lynn. She wrote a book with her mom, Lynn, back in two thousand one. I think it was a little. So their first novel together, titled "A Mother's Gift." 
It follows the talented young Mississippian Holly Faye Lavelle as she pursues her singing career and tries to leave her impoverished roots behind. So just wrote about her life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I wonder who did most of the writing on that. I think it said it was 2001 when she was like, at the height of Britney Mania. Oh, this, I don't, I don't like when this happens. I don't know why. Number eight, Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Oh, yeah. The Jenner sisters. Of all the books the Jenner sisters could have written, it feels safe to say no one had futuristic sci-fi on their bingo card. Mm. But that's exactly what the pair did when they released Rebels, City of Indra together in 2014. We didn't want to do something typical that you just heard anyone else would do, they told the Toronto Star. The newspaper asked the Jenners if the book's depiction of a planet where the elites live in the sky and the poor live beneath the Earth's surface was a metaphor for how they saw the world. Oh, my God. I don't think we took it that far, Kendall replied. Yeah, probably not. I'm sure they didn't look. They, I think they just copied off of uh, other things. That yeah, that, that's a very that's a very yeah. used trope. But kudos to them for trying Doing to do something. something yeah, sci-fi, yeah. something yeah. that's... Because you'd think it'd be like... You know, Pamela Anderson to Britney Spears' book. It was just about their lives. Or what if it was just pro like sky people? <laughs> it, it has to be right <laughs> because it's about like what? It's like screw them dirty ground people. It's almost like read the room. You're writing about elites in the sky. <laughs> what the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> it was a real challenge to like picture ourselves as like the poor. Okay. You know, it's dirty. We really, really had to interview our gardener quite a few times. It was like <laughs> atrocious. He smelled so bad. Oh my god! Like clean under your nails. Mm. Number nine, Madge. Still go by Madge, Madonna. Oh, I don't know Ooh. if she goes by Madge. Didn't she go by Madge? I think so because I was like, that's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the only book of hers I ever read was that one where she was just a bunch of naked pictures in the nineties. Mm. Remember what that was called. Uh, she wrote an illustrated children's book, The English Roses. It talks about the friendship and rivalries between five British schoolgirls. Oh, that's that's sweet. Number 10, Nicole Richie. I like that they not only picked like 10 celebrities, but they picked mostly celebrities I would never have guessed. Yeah. Other than Ethan Hawke and maybe Tom Hanks, I wouldn't have guessed any of these celebrities wrote books, like fiction books. So her 2005 book, The Truth About Diamonds, tells the story of Rocky, rock royalty princess and card-carrying member of Hollywood's inner circle, Chloe Parker, as she attempts to navigate fame and just writing about yourself. They all write about themselves because that's all people in Hollywood could do is talk and think and write about themselves. It's all, it's all they know. Yeah, the, fucking... Except for Kendall and the, the Kardashians are writing about space. And, but again, they didn't kind of do it. Then, like. I think they're writing about their utopia vision. Like, <laughs> I wish we could live in the sky, sky. away from the poor. They're fucking dirty. <laughs> they stink. They don't wear Louis Vuitton. We just dropped a, a poo on them. We poop on them. We poop... The poop plops down. They have, like, the technology to send it to space. They don't. They poop on us. They just let it fall. <laughs> Poop on them. They should be so lucky. Be so lucky. No mention of David Duchovny or any of the other celebrities, mm. the other two celebrities I think we talked about. So, would you read any of those? Like I said, maybe like the, it's going to sound like you Again. said, like, <laughs> but like the, the Tom Hanks one, just because like, you know, big superhero guy, so that seemed interesting. <coughs> and just like the... the Ethan Hawking, just because of, like I said, like... Ethan Hawking? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to read <laughs> Ethan Hawking's book. Um, You're combining people. Yeah. And one apparently, <laughs> I think it's because you've seen so many memes because you keep sending Stephen Hawking and the midgets on FTX. <laughs> Why are they midgets now? 
That's all I keep seeing is memes about him and midgets now. Is that a thing? Has any of this been proven? Well, I guess because what it was, I guess he liked watching the midgets do calculus just... on a board that was too high. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so you want to read Ethan Hawk and stuff. Yeah. Ethan Hawk. Uh, I just like I said, I just think. Uh, oh, you know one guy. Um, and I don't know if they're fictional or not, but I, I always wanted to go and read Bruce Campbell's books. I didn't know he had books. That'd be yeah. He has like two. It's like if like the son like the tales of a B list actor or something. Oh, like yeah. if if chins could ch- kill or something like that. You <laughs> know. Uh, so I don't know if they're more biographical or if they're fictional or like a weird like mixture of both. Like, like you a know? Norm McDonald kind of more. thing. Yeah, but I, I, those were something I always wanted to check out. When I read the Norm McDonald uh, memoir thing, that made me want to actually try some celebrity books because mm-hmm. I was just always for ah, none of them can write a good mm-hmm. book. But then I read that. And I was like, it was so good. I was like, oh, shit. Maybe I'm missing mm-hmm. out on a whole genre of books just because uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's got a book. There's like so many better lists I could have picked <laughs> for next time. I'm just going to read this list. I'm not going to go into the details. 40. 40? 40. These are fiction books. Celebrities yeah. you didn't know wrote fiction books. Hillary Duff. Mm. We knew that. Yeah. Lauren Graham. She's from the Gilmore Girls. Okay. I actually knew that because I tried to get Mindy. I was like, I'll buy it. I think I did buy it for her. I was like, you want to read it? And she just, uh, she, a couple pages. Mm. Brittany and Lynn Spears. Chris. Colfer, oh, you know who that is? Glee. Monique. Uh, Isla Fisher. You might know her from uh, Wedding Crashers. Okay. The redhead. Oh, okay. Lauren Conrad. Is she on one of those like hills or? Like, I think so. Yeah. Tyra Banks. T and Tamara Mari. Mari twins. Courtney Kim and Chloe Kardashian. So Courtney and Kim got in it too. And Chloe. Yeah. Wrote, I guess they all just got into fiction writing. Yeah. Statistically, one of them has to be okay, right? If they're all again, whoever edit slash wrote most of the book, probably. I can say because I can't think that they could spell well. I, well, they're very rich. They probably went to really good schools. Yeah, but they didn't have to do anything there, though. Yeah, so they had to do stuff in class. Chris Harrison, I don't know who no. Bachelor. Shay Mitchell, I don't know who that is. Uh, Kendall and Kylie Jenner. A lot of celebr- like a lot of like reality people. Here's an interesting one: Kristen Ritter. Oh, let's see if she did a comic thing or something. She wrote a novel about a flawed female main character who looks at the world through noir tinted glasses that you could definitely see the Jessica Jones star playing in a future screen adaptation. Oh. It's called Bonfire. That might be interesting. Yeah. It's like a noir thing. Sharon Osbourne, BJ Novak from The Office. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, he was originally first to just be like a writer on the show. Or yeah, something. he was a writer on the show. Uh, Carrie Fisher. I know she. I never got around to reading any of her stuff, but I heard it's really like funny. Oh yeah, like her novels and stuff. Because she was more of a known for a writer for a long time than an. I mean, obviously Star Wars, but after that, she was just doing a lot of like script and writing mm. and stuff, wasn't she? Naomi Campbell, Steve Martin. Steve Martin might be interesting. Um, Julie Andrews. That's uh, um, what the fuck? The sound of the music. Mary Poppins. Mm, oh yeah. I was trying to think what else she was in. Molly Ringwald. She's one I could see because she kind of fell off after the, you know, the 80s. Mm. Yeah, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, all that stuff. Blair Underwood, Hugh Laurie. What's he writing? I don't got time to look. Ethan Hawke, Madonna, 50 Cent. 50 Cent's 50 got a... 50 Cent. Yeah. He has a book called Playground, which focus, focuses on Butterball, a student who's bullying others because of he because he lacks the tools to deal with his emotions. Oh, wow. Look at him. That's interesting. That's the way you think you'd go. 
Yeah, I don't want to be an opener. Tom Hanks, Julianne Moore, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just fucking has done everything. Hasn't yeah. He fought Bruce Lee. He's fucking NBA champion. He's an activist. Like, he's just... Does he, when does he get to be like considered one of the greatest Americans of all time? Is he there yet? I mean, yeah. how much more does he got to do? Well, he gets shit. Like, I feel like he gets shit on when it just comes talking about basketball. I know. I don't get it. Uh, Nicole Richie, Pete Wentz, Bella Thorne, Ew. Jimmy Fallon, Ew. <laughs> David Duchovny, Nicole Snooky Police. Oh, Snooky, 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 <laughs> Snooky, <laughs> Sydney Portier. Sidney Portier might be an interesting one because he's a smart fellow. Pamela Anderson, we're coming down to this. Tim Burton, I'd be interested in Tim Burton yeah. too. He had a short collection of short stories and poems, The Melancholy Death of Oyster Boy and Other Stories. So just as weird sound yeah. like other were. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, that would maybe be interesting. Yeah. And Jay Leno. Number four, Jay Leno. The biggest cars. Probably. Uh, you know. He, he wrote the. Uh, the novelization of the Disney movie Cars. <laughs> I don't know if I want to read that. You know who I'm surprised hasn't written a book, if, if assuming they haven't? Uh, Johnny Depp. I don't yeah. know why he just seems like a guy that would write a book. Uh, so that was our episode. It went longer than I wanted, but whatever. We had some fun. Uh, if you want to check out our stuff, you can, uh, follow us at DPW Podcast on Twitter, X, whatever it is, Instagram, Facebook. And, of course, YouTube. The tubes of you. Spencer, this week's OnlyFans, is the Dallas diarrhea disaster, or did we decide on the Dingleberry Denter? Dinger? Yeah, either one. Denter, I kind of like. <laughs> Just denter? Dingleberry Denter. Just denting. Whatever you pick. Yeah, it'll be a, Well, they have to know the name. How are they going to find it? There will be links and things, you know. All right. And you can go to my website, calebjamesk.com. I'll eventually post some stories on there. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll check you out next time.